Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MCU TV. Today is Saturday 4th, Saturday, wow, 4th, Saturday, September 4th, 2021. Uh, folks, I'd edit that out and restart, but we've already done that a few times because of technical <laughs> glitches. So uh, this is what you get on Saturday mornings. Uh, joining me this morning, as always, is the lovely Sheba. Sheba, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. No, can't complain. Just last weekend before school starts. So, you know, just try and take advantage of the weekend. So for our listeners, just give a quick, because what you're doing later this morning is pretty cool and ties to uh, the podcast. So give like a little quick about what you're doing because I'm jealous. <laughs> there's this thing in Toronto. Well, I think that there's, they have different locations all over the, all over North America, but it's called Avengers Station. So it's a lot of just Avengers costumes, mostly phase one stuff. So like there's Iron Man suits, um, a little bit of Hulk stuff. Um, we have some Thor costumes, Captain America, that kind of stuff. So it's just a little walk around. Um, I think there's a few activities you can do, um, but you just kind of walk around. And then, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm going in costume. I've warned my sister and my cousin. I was like, we're I'm going in costume. And even if you're embarrassed, it's okay. So they're like, no, no, we're not. They're like, we're not embarrassed. We we knew you were going to do that. And who will you be cosplaying today? Uh, Miss Marvel. Awesome. Awesome. That is a good one uh, of yours. Uh, please, lots of photos on the yes. uh, on the Instagram. I shall. Um, so, folks, before we jump in, reminder that we are part of the Random Chatter Network, and you can find things, all things Random Chatter, over at randomchatter.com. Um, so today we're talking about episode 104 of What If, uh, and what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Uh, so Shiba, your first thoughts. This one made me really sad. I it was, was sad. It was a yeah. little depressing. Yeah, it was because I was hoping because all of the, well, except for, well, yeah, most of the the, the other episodes have all ended on a you know a little bit of a positive note. There were sad things that happened in it, but still a little positivity at the end of it. This one was just like, nope, you're you're not getting anything positive here, by <laughs> just was heartbreaking. I remember just sitting there staring at the screen, going, "Is there more? Are you going to be like just kidding? Everything was fine? No, they did not." <laughs> it, this, um, I, I got to say the the teenage angst that I think resides in all of us for life mm -hmm. uh, really resonated with this one. And, and I mean, there's a lot, and we'll talk about it, the, the depth of it, of grief mm -hmm. and what happens when you lose someone you truly love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of us, I, I think, you know, when you lose someone you love, whether that's to, to, to death, I'm sure people have even done it, you know, breakups, what have you, you spend yeah. a lot of time wondering, well, what if I'd done something differently? What if I changed right. this? What if I hadn't said that? You know, you know, what if we hadn't gone on that trip and, and all the cascade, cascading things from the yeah. multiverse that we kind of talk about, would that have yeah. changed something? And here you have someone who's like, oh, I, I have the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. I can. I can yeah. change it. Um, 
So, yeah, no, this one was, and I want to touch on it and we'll get into it because it does tie into something I read recently um, mm -hmm. about Strange. Um, so jumping in, when and where are we? Um, it appears that we we do go through some of the elements of the Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. um, and as opposed to him crashing by himself and damaging his hands, uh, his love, Christine, dies in the accident instead. Um, mm -hmm. He is still stricken with grief and led to the Ancient One fights Dormammu and becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and where the episode really picks up is the two-year anniversary of Christine's death. And he is sitting alone in the Sanctum Supreme, drinking cheap whiskey and uh, having having some, some sad thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, I, it's just interesting the way that, because in the original uh, Doctor Strange, he drives by himself because he and Christine, you know, they're not really together and he doesn't really kind of, he's, he's more, I think he's a little bit more uh, confident, conceited. I don't know. Arrogant. He's more arrogant. arrogant. Thank you. Exactly. And in this one, it seems like he's kind of taken it down a notch, which is why I think she continues to, to go out with him, kind of see him. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was so just like they kind of in the in the recap they kind of glaze over it really quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. They're like, oh look, you know they, they they care about each other, they love each other, kind of thing. And then, but then it almost seems like it's a small thing in the greater scheme of things until they get to that two year anniversary mark. And he definitely, yes, even you know in the opening scenes with Christine, he's laughing, he's more jovial, and then even where this picks up, he he's lost that edge and arrogance of strange in fact his moments with christine are very reminiscent of the strange in far from home who seems more joking with peter gives him the wink right he, they seem two different strangers and i know we've talked about uh that over on guardians of how different right. he is uh in those few scenes um we also do get a call back to uh, the No Way Home teaser where Wong suggests that Strange not do anything reckless. <laughs> Which is, uh, I feel like it's a very strange, like, very strange thing to do to be like, hey, I can do whatever I want kind of situation. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I really appreciate Wong. And I also appreciate that Wong is getting, you know, he's get, he gets a little bit more to say in this. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll see more of him in, you know, No Way Home. But uh, yeah, it's just, it, I just, I like that Wong is just like, no, no, like, you, you can't do this. Don't do this. I know that it's not the, the right thing. Um, and I really appreciate that about Wong having a good head on his shoulders. It also makes me wonder if Wong has to keep reminding Strange not to do anything reckless, how many <laughs> reckless things does he do? I can assume a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm be really beginning to wonder about what Strange does when we don't see him. Yeah. I mean, even even when we did see him in his movie, he was kind of doing things that he wasn't supposed to be doing, like you know, yeah. doing different books and doing whatever he wanted to kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think Wong is aware that Strange, even if he tells him, hey, don't do this, Strange will probably go and do it even more. Mm -hmm. So this is where, as he 
he decides not to listen to Wong, shocker, uh, <laughs> and go and do something reckless. And he uses the eye to try to go back and save Christine. And this is where this jumped into an article I saw this week or the week before, mm-hmm. where Strange's fight with Dormammu and him dying over and over and over again in that time loop, how that prepared him to, in Infinity War, see the million possibilities and realities to save the universe there, where he, again, likely experienced his death over and over and over again. And how that made him stronger and basically prepared him to do what he needed uh, to do against Thanos, because I can't imagine what it's like to see myself die once, let alone right. strangers seeing his death now millions of times. Mm-hmm. Especially that's, in such ways. Yes. And that's different than going and seeing mm-hmm. someone you love die. I mean, we saw a snapshot let's assume it was similar to other attempts that he had watching his love die let's say conservatively thousands of times Mm -hmm. and each time realizing you failed Mm -hmm. what that would do to someone's psyche what that would do to their mental health can't can't imagine and and he even tried like various different ways like just not not going at all and it still didn't work it was like maybe yeah. I'm the, the the equation. Maybe I'm the one that's the, the cause of this. So I just won't go. I just won't go to Christine. Which you could tell it really broke him not being mm-hmm. able to go with her or not being able to be with her. And then the fact that she still ended up dying, and he was like, I I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a to me a callback and an end. Uh, did you ever watch the show Smallville, Shiva? Uh, a, a little bit, yes. Okay, one of my favorite episodes of Smallville was when Clark finally told Lana his secret. And he, very reminiscent of the movies, he crushed uh, a piece of coal and turned it into a diamond for her and uh, finally told her the truth. Uh, And again, very reminiscent of the movie that caused her to die. I mean, she then, with everything that happened, she got into a car wreck and she died. And he was given the opportunity by his father to change that. Uh, And he did, and he went back basically to that moment where he basically flew her and showed her, like, his powers and did all that. And he stuffs the piece of coal in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And that causes her basically to, like, leave him. And, you know, the... So it's the paradox of, well, if you could change one thing to bring back the person you love, and that's that's what he's doing. And, yeah. and in that show, it only happened to Clark once. Right. Or Strange, yeah. thousands upon thousands of everything he did. And we finally see, after several attempts, the Ancient One visit him and explain that her death is an absolute point in time, which is the first time we've heard that mm-hmm. uh, phrase. And it's something we didn't see in Loki. I did not have flashbacks to Sacred Timeline. Just one let you know. <laughs> That's um, good to know. But apparently there are things 
in a timeline, in a universe mm -hmm. that are absolutes, that, that cannot change. Um, and, and this is one of them, where without Christine's death in this universe, Strange does not become the Sorcerer Supreme, does not defeat Dormammu, and does not save uh, that universe. Um, I'm sure, likewise, in our main MCU universe, an absolute point in time is uh, Strange damaging his hands. Yeah. Um, similarly, we'll, we'll probably see some, you know, similar points. We've seen the, in the what if, the, the teaser where Killmonger saves Tony mm -hmm. Stark. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Tony Stark being injured and captured is an absolute point in time in that time in the MCU timeline too. The, these points were, if X doesn't happen, right. nothing else, you know, moves down. Tony doesn't become Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Steve doesn't get in that chamber. He doesn't become Captain America, and the cascadings throughout. So we see Strange then fight the Ancient One and. Uh, at that point in time, the fight looks like it's a draw, for lack of mm -hmm. a better term. Um, and we see Strange then wake up in the woods um, and start looking for the lost library of uh, Caligstro, uh, which I'm sure I'm, I'm saying wrong, and I even tried to spell it phonetically, folks. Cagliostro. Cagliostro, thank you. Um, so, Shiva, that's not the first time we've heard of, of Cagliostro. Yeah, we heard the it was the book of Cagliostro, I believe, um, when mm -hmm. Doctor Strange uses it to, like, when he first gets the um, the Eye of Agamotto and uses that to kind of go back and forth in time uh, with the apple, um, and then that's when Caecilius also mm -hmm. stole the page from the book. So yep. it was really um, in the in the original Doctor Strange. Yes, um, and Strange runs into. Um, Oben, who just explains himself as he's the librarian um, and uh, of the library. In the comics, though, and, and Strange flat out asks him, you know, are, are you Cagliostro? He's like, nope. Mm -hmm. um, in the comics, they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Oben uh, Cagliostro is uh, a powerful and ancient sorcerer um, who studied the Darkhold. Uh, which we have seen in WandaVision, um, but uh, also the sorcerer who trained one Doctor Str uh, Doctor Doom. Oh. So no seemingly yeah, no seemingly connections uh, here, but just for a a sense in how powerful uh, mm -hmm. Cagliostro uh, Oben is. Mm -hmm. Um. We get to the library, we see shades of Strange again, his, you know, reading books at a countless pace, summoning them down to gain as much knowledge as uh, as possible. He then discovers, you know, he needs more power. Um, and that's the only way to do it. And we see him summon a creature, and we'll come back to that creature um, and that first summoning does not go well for him. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Cagliostro Oben saves him, 
starts to cue him and basically asks him, is it worth it? Is yeah. what you're doing worth it? Um, and like most people who have are, are suffering grief and depression of loss of love, and, and in this case, he's like, yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just, it's almost like a, a one-track mind kind of thing. Like he just, he needs this, he wants to see it through, he wants to know what, what would happen, and he wants, he just wants Christine with him, so. And that's where. Knows, it's, even if he knows it's dangerous, yeah. in his heart, he's like, no, I still want this to happen. And it's, I, I think Oben kind of hits on it of, you know, there's a difference between passion and delusion. And to me, it was more not delusion, but obsession mm-hmm. of, you know, and, and we've, we've all been in, in points in life where we've become obsessed about something and wanted above all else. And it doesn't need to be obviously something like this, but I think we've all experienced that. Um, and maybe had someone be like, Hey, chill. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and pull back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a very, it's also just something that Stephen Strange does anyways. Like he becomes obsessed with something um, like even when he was, he was uh, like in our timeline the fact that he wanted to, when they were like, "Oh no, there's nothing that can be done about your about your hands," he was pretty much just like, "No, no, I I, I can do it. Like I can find a way. There's a way." And he became obsessed with figuring out a way. So I think it's something that Strange does, anyways. Oh, yeah. Like it's in his personality um, to become obsessed and also kind of like to become the best at something. So mm-hmm. on top of wanting to bring Christine back and it being you know the love of his life. I think he's also like, well, I can do this because I know I have the power to do this. So I need to do it to kind of prove it to himself and maybe to other people that this is how strong he is and this is how smart he is, maybe even. And Shiba, that's a great point because it it does echo back to the original movie where I think it was Christine who basically said no one could have fixed your hands. And he like angrily says, I could have. So it's that same you know, that's that arrogance we talked about. He seemed to be missing of like, I alone can do this. I can fix it. Um, And does very much tie back to the id that is part Mm -hmm. of Dr. Strange. Um, So we see him, him go back and he starts summoning smaller creatures, um, including a very evil looking, but slightly cute gnome. <laughs> this creepy, creepy gnome. Yeah. My, my, favorite, my favorite was a little, little cockroach, and he's like, "I draw the line at bugs and just takes his cape." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." The poor, the poor cockroach is just like, "No, all right," and then right. gets his cape taken away. Poor yeah. thing. I mean, I'm not a fan of cockroaches either, but I felt for that guy or that that, that cockroach. <laughs> I mean, at least that cockroach got to live, though. I mean, but that's, cockroaches that's always true. cockroaches always live. I mean, uh, exactly. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so we see him continuing to uh, summon and summon and summon, and we see uh, the effects of time start passing outside. Um, and it goes from just the sun and the moon to you see the sand and the dirt pile up. So you really do get a sense of how much time is passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, Strange, you know, feels ready again to summon that first 
uh, monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed it the first time he summoned it. She, but the second time I was like, yeah. that looks familiar. Um, giant squid-like tentacles coming out of a temporal rift. Did you catch that at all? I, I did. I was like, hey, is this the same ma- monster as, as the Captain Carter one? Because it looks awfully familiar. It, Which... it, it ver- very much did. Um, mm-hmm. And that, folks, was the, the uh, from episode one of What If. Um, so I did a little bit of research um googling marvel tentacled monster um and surprisingly you know folks you can google anything oh yeah um and so there are thoughts that this might uh be uh shumagaroth right um which which, go ahead oh i was just gonna say which was rumored to be one of the villains in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I remember reading about that a while. I did back. not know that. I remember we that was one of the like the okay. one of the rumors that I had come across. And I was like, interesting that that might be somebody that might pop up again. Which I think it's not a coincidence that it was in there twice. I think if it no. was in there once, I'd be like, Yeah, well, it's just it's just whatever. But Marvel never mm-hmm. does anything without purpose. No. So I feel like it showing up twice, there's a reason for it, and it will show up again, whether it's in What If or Doctor Strange or both. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah. So, so folks, Shumagroth is um, an ancient force of chaos, which we don't know anyone else that uses chaos magic, do we? Nope, nobody. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, who's also an immortal um, and. Uh, almost invincible godlike ruler of uh, hundreds of alternate universes um, capable of energy projection, shape-shifting, teleportation, levitation, altering reality, uh, and uh, sympathetic magic? Don't necessarily know what that is. Um, He is then described as vastly more powerful Mm-hmm. And more demonic than enemies such as Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I only include <laughs> because of our uh, because of Mephisto. And I'm beginning to think our slight obsession with Mephisto. Yeah. Um. So very interesting that. Uh, he is uh, making multiple appearances. Um, and Shiba, I had not, if I'd heard, I'd forgotten the connection or rumor to uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, yeah, we, but I don't know, a creature that rules alternate universes, uses chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot in there that I'm like, no, I think that actually really fits multiverse of madness now. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think we talked about it in guardians when rumors yeah. when rumors had been flying about what it might what might the plot be of multiverse mm-hmm. of madness because I, I remember reading about it and going oh okay i don't know who this character is but sure uh, yeah. so that's really interesting that they brought it in already we've seen it at least twice um yeah so i i and i agree with you they don't 
I mean, between and, and the call back to Wong on being reckless, um, mm-hmm. we had uh, Oben, um, you know, calling him Sorcerer Armani uh, <laughs> and the joke of, no, it's strange. And he's like, no, no stranger than the, you know, your other name. Uh, so, I mean, reusing that joke. So they do like to do these winks and nods. So um, I would not, I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if uh, Shimogroth is in the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Uh, and we're like, gotcha there. Uh, I, again, I also wouldn't be surprised at that point if they're like, you thought it was Shu McGrath. It's Mephisto. I know. Which I would laugh so hard because like I said, like we said before, mm-hmm. he hears and sees all the things that people are talking about. So mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, he, I, they, they, we've seen at least devil detail, like small devil details in most of the things we've seen. Like, I mean, with Loki, there was the devil in the glass, the stained glass. Yeah. No way home. There was devil horns on Peter. Yep. So like I feel like they're just like slipping it in as a joke at this yeah. point. But I'm like, is it a joke or is it like, is it actually going to happen to this? I, I don't know. And I I think that's the the point I guess of it all oh, at yeah. the moment. No, I think I think Feige actually knows, and it's like five years from now, and he's going to be like, I've been trolling you all for years. Yeah. And I I bet he slaps his knee and laughs every time. Yeah. Anytime somebody mentions Mephisto, he's like, haha, we got them again. Do you think he has a Mephisto jar in his office that, like, every time there's a rumor about Mephisto, like, people need to, like, go put a dollar in it? I didn't think that before, but now I, I yeah. cannot see it. And I feel like that's something that he has probably been doing. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think more likely, I think it's, uh, you know, sometimes on, like, movie sets, they do drawings for, you know like cash or something else i think like right. he's got like you get a bonus <laughs> if you can get people to you know talk about mephisto and what you do <laughs> that'd be so great so uh whoever gets the bonus for uh this episode of, of what if you're welcome <laughs> congratulations uh, so uh strange does end up being able to get some power uh from shimmer uh cutting off its tentacles by closing the temporal portal. Hey, Strange, why didn't you do that with Thanos' arm when you had the chance? Just saying. Could have saved yeah. a lot of pain in the universe. Would have, you know, really made for an anticlimactic end to that movie, but sure. <laughs> um, so Strange gets seemingly uh, uh, ultimate power, and he goes back and finds... Oben, who is now very old and comments, well, centuries have passed. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you've, you've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and hints to Strange that he is only half a man. Mm-hmm. Um, to which we find out what had happened was the Ancient One had split Strange into two. Mm-hmm. In hopes that that would stop his trying to undo this absolute event. Mm-hmm. Um, we then cut to back to where we started you know Strange decides no he's not going to do anything reckless puts the eye down goes and finds you know Wong and discovers that uh, 
very kind of to a degree reminiscent of Infinity War. His universe isn't crumbling to dust. It's kind of dissolving into black goo drops. Yeah, it's like it reminded me of a lava lamp. You know, when the that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, To which the Ancient One comes and gives him a warning. Um, And he and uh, Wong start to uh, put a uh, protection spell on him as uh, Wong's dissolving. And, And that fits in later into the show because we see a pretty epic fight between strange and strange mm-hmm. um and to the point where i don't know if it's a spell i don't know if it's the uh mirror realm i think that's the correct mirror zone mirror dimension they use? mirror dimension um but our non-corrupt strange encounters uh his love yet again and you know it's like you can save me you can do this and the non-corrupt strange actually flashes back to wong kind of dissolving and the others and you kind of do get the sense that that strange has he's may not maybe found romantic love to replace Christine, but he has found the love of a close friend, um, a love of humanity. And he has that choice right then, Christine or basically everyone else. And he picks everyone else. And again, that strange didn't witness Christine dying thousands of times, but again, not being able to imagine the seemingly choice of you can save a love for everyone else and and what that choice has got to be like for someone making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just, it feels like I feel like the the corrupt Doctor Strange has just gotten, or the Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange, because I think that's what they they call refer to him as. He just gets, he's just at a point now, like a point of no return, and he's like, oh, oh, this, no. yeah. I have to see this through, and I don't. It doesn't matter because then he turns out to be like he just the, the vision kind of fades and he becomes. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Christine turn into um, Sorcerer Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange. And he's just kind of like, okay, well, if you're not going to allow me to, then I'm just going to take what I need because mm-hmm. this has to happen and you have no say in the matter. And the fact that he, he's taken the power from so many other mythical beings and creatures, he's just like, I have all the power in the world, so this is going to happen. And so we do see that the two strangers become one. Uh, he rescues Christine and the as soon as that moment happens you see basically the universe crumble um and she sees strange for who he is this cobbled together creature um she as you kind of put it 
and uh, not the man she loves and running from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> as you said, there is no happy ending in this one. The, the universe just crumbles in upon itself. Yeah. Um, we do see more interaction with the Watcher than we've seen in other ones. And I guess with his power, Strange is aware of and can see the Watcher. Uh, and, and like begs him to interfere and the watchers like, no, one, it's not my job. And two, you know what it's, you know what happens when people mess with time. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can just feel that sense of desperation from strange. He's just like, oh yeah, please help me. And the watcher's like, I, I can't, you know that I can't. And it's just, it's pretty much that that's how the episode ends with just that sad that sad feeling that you know what this that one small change literally ruined an entire timeline and for what like it didn't at the end of the day he didn't even get to keep christine because christine also disappeared and evaporated Mm -hmm. and he was just it was just strange by himself in this random little because i think there was he was kind of in a mirror dimension of some kind but it was just yeah. him just sitting there by himself. So even the thing that he thought he wanted disappeared. And it's like he, he so he hadn't he, he had no one anymore. And mm-hmm. even though, like you said, even though he had lost Christine in, in this timeline, if he had not gone, tried to get her back, he still at least would have had friends and other relationships that would that he could that he would that he would love her and care for and would fulfill that that emptiness, perhaps. But because he didn't appreciate maybe or he was just he wanted he wanted Christine back so much that he didn't even stop to consider that, hey, you know what, this isn't this this was terrible and it was a horrible thing that happened. But at the same time, here are the things that I can be appreciative of. Mm-hmm. And it was just and just because of that one small thing, he just ruined it, the entire timeline for everyone and for himself. And yeah. it was heartbreaking to just see that the episode just stop and end. And with that music that went along with it too, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. And we've talked about this before where, especially in episodes one and two, we're like, Oh, we want more of this universe. <laughs> this one, when it yeah. ended that way, I'm like, well, even if we wanted more, there is no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. We we can't have any more because it'd be, you know, maybe strange sitting in this little like asteroid uh, mm-hmm. in, a, you know, I don't think mere dimension. I think that's like the remnants of that universe um, kind of right. condensed down. Uh, right. So that'd be a pretty, you know, boring probably thing to continue to yeah. watch. He'd probably just lose his mind. I mean, he'd just be by himself and yeah. we know what, uh, you know, what isolation can do to people's mental health so it probably yeah. would have gone downhill from there yeah in the, in the comics we'd see three years from now that character returns somehow right yeah he um, probably finds a way to, get to a different dimension yeah timeline uh so we did see in this one they did bring the band back together uh we had benedict cumberbatch uh reprising strange i thought for the different emotions and the complexity levels of the different characters for this, uh, he did a phenomenal job in the voice acting for this. Yeah. 
Um, and he's done he's done other voice over work before. Um, I mean, it was I think it was the the Penguins movie. Okay. Yeah, I think the Penguins movie. He played one of the. Um, and sense. fun fact, fun fact, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch cannot say the word penguins. Um, there's a whole like there's a YouTube video of somebody just asking him to say penguins and he's like penguins. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's quite adorable. So if, John, you feel bad about not pronouncing things, Benedict Cumberbatch cannot pronounce penguins. Okay. So it's OK. We all, all have right. we all have things we struggle with. Yeah. Uh, Rachel McAdams uh, came back as Christine Palmer. Uh Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One and Benedict Wong as well. Cool. Um, so I, I mean, we we've touched on this in other episodes when when and who uh, they bring back um, and don't want to rehash mm-hmm. some of the rationale or, or why because sometimes we don't know why. Um, but it was great in this one to get the the voices to go with the characters we know. Yeah, um, and I, I thought that added, I, I thought that added a lot. And, and I do think, especially um, with Cumberbatch, if he hadn't been the voice in this one, similar to um, the episode with T'Challa, if it had been a different voice, it would not have been the same episode. Yeah. And so I, I really just wanted to one thing the, the yeah. animation in this one like and I've I've been loving the animation throughout, but mm-hmm. this one also was just I, I love how I just want to reiterate I, that I love how they emote all the characters, um, mm-hmm. just like I I love animation to begin with, but for some reason this one just the expressions and the way that they're animated you can really feel the emotions. And it's just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much in love with the animation. And this one, with you're right with both the uh, the color use, the shading, mm-hmm. everything else. I mean, you, as we both said when this started, like it was depra- you felt mm-hmm. the emotion in this one, mm-hmm. um, or at least I did, and it sounds like you did. Hopefully, others did as well. Um, but I mean, it, to, to me, it really, you know, was kind of uh, conveyed out of that. Mm-hmm. So, folks, we are going to leave you at uh, that. Uh, I, I was trying to come yeah. up with an up note uh, after a kind of a deep and sad one. I don't think there is with this one. Um, so hopefully with the next episode, uh, <laughs> we're, we're a little bit more uh, positive. Um but I do think this is this is why I like the show in the in these comics where it explores, you know, some of these themes and aspects and, and you know, what we see characters go through. Um, so with that, folks, catch us this week over on Guardians, where you will get uh, both Sheba and Lizzie recapping Shang-Chi. So excited. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Tim and I will listen because I, I have not seen it. I don't believe Tim has seen it. Uh, and uh, so still evaluating whether or not I think I can sneak into a theater that nobody is is there. Um, but folks, uh, 
will be spoiler written, so just be warned. I'm sure they'll warn you at the, the start of that. Um, and then just also catch us for our regular Guardian show. Shiva, go yes. transform into Miss Marvel. Oh, I can't wait. All right, folks, we'll catch you next week.